business and bourbon. I am just geeked up because this guy is part of the fabric of our city of Atlanta. Tron Burgundy. We had a guest one time show up, wanted to make quesadillas and didn't have any cheese. <laughs> right? And I'm like, I don't have any cheese. Entrepreneurship will humble you in a hurry. Oh my God, will it? You are a very deep, complicated brother, man. I'm, I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> if you're not telling your brand story and you're not talking about you shamelessly self-promoting yourself, no one else is either. There you go. Yeah. That's Mark. You got money. He'll do it for free. <laughs> right? You know, yeah. he, that, that's Mark. He used to be on TV. Well, you know, Mark doesn't get a check every two weeks anymore. Catch their attention, mm -hmm. but then you offer something of value to keep them. There it is. Welcome to season two of Business and Bourbon. I'm Ronnell Richards, the creator and your host. Well, we took a little bit of a hiatus, but we're back and we're ready to kick some ass. Hope you guys are ready. What can you expect out of season two? Well, you can expect more of what you enjoyed in season one. Business professionals and entrepreneurs coming onto our platform, sharing some drinks, hanging out, and sharing some real talk. That's what Business and Bourbon is about. You see, what we're on a mission to do is to combat entrepreneur porn. What is that? That's all of that imagery that we see out there. That BS sets us up for failure, not for success. You see, on Business and Bourbon, you can expect entrepreneurs like myself that have been there, that have done that. And we're going to share our real stories. We're going to be honest. We're going to be a little bit vulnerable. Why? Because we want to help you win. You can only win if you truly understand what it is that you're up against. And that's what we're about at Business and Bourbon. So season two's first guest is Mr. Mark Hayes. I'm super excited to have him on the platform. I think you guys are going to really enjoy this episode. He's our own personal, well, I call him Teron Burgundy. <laughs> yeah, he's the Ron Burgundy of the Atlanta news scene and beyond. He's been in a lot of different cities, but he's transitioned to entrepreneurship. That's a lot. That's a big deal. After 30 years in journalism, he's become an entrepreneur. So I wanted him to share a story. I want him to share his journey as a journalist and anchorman, but I also wanted him to come on and talk to us about what that transition has been like to entrepreneurship. So with that said, I want you to grab your glass, grab your cup, grab your mug, grab whatever it is. Hey, maybe you got a Yeti. <laughs> grab your Yeti, whatever it is that you like to drink out of. Pour your favorite beverage in there and enjoy a little business and bourbon. All right, folks, you are back with Ronnell and business and bourbon. Man, another beautiful day. I know I feel like I'm saying this every time I start the podcast, <laughs> but it is. Every time we do a podcast, we're in beautiful Atlanta at the King and Duke. And shout out to you guys out there that have been stopping in the King and Duke and, and giving your love because I'm getting direct messages. I'm getting some um, messages from the King and Duke, Duke management that's telling me, hey, look, we've had some folks come, on, come in. They say we, they've listened to the podcast and 
they have enjoyed their meals, enjoyed their drinks, because it's it's legit. It's definitely where you want to be. So shout out to King Duke, King and Duke, and you folks that are out there that are coming in and supporting them. With that said, I'm not going to build up today because I got a guy. I am, <laughs> man, if y'all could see me right now, this is bad radio, but if y'all could see me right now, I am just geeked up because this guy is part of the fabric of our city of Atlanta and part of the fabric of, dare I say, my life. Wow, that sounds weird to say. I just creeped him out too. But I've got I got Mark Hayes in the house with me Hello. today. Mark, what's going on? Oh, it's all good in the hood. You good? <laughs> oh, I'm good. Blessed. So before we kind of get in, I want to make sure that people understand the man, the myth, the legend that's sitting nah. over here next to me, Mr. <laughs> Mark Hayes, and kind of know a little bit about what he's done and what he's about. Before we get into what you're about, because you are a very deep complicated brother man i'm, I'm going to tell you that right now <laughs> and you guys are in for a treat but before we get in there i want to let's give him a little background who's mark hayes so mark hayes is a passionate storyteller a journalist uh by trade 28 years in the trenches telling great stories meeting amazing people and trying to help folks communicate from a place of love and understanding now that's my entrepreneurial journey but i was a journalist Never a regret about pursuing that business, even though I dragged my poor family from city to city to city to city. But I loved what I did for almost three decades and woke up in the morning and was excited about what was coming our way. Yeah. And I know that sounds maybe possibly perverse because of all the sorrow that we wallow in for profit as journalists and as television news broadcasters. But I met just as many amazing people as I did people that, you know, I was, I just felt their pain there and felt is. their heartache. Mm -hmm. But there were people out there that made my day, that made my life. You know, I, there were people that we got to interview that were, you know, bucket list people. Mm -hmm. You know, that you would want to talk. Denzel Washington, for example, Will Den Smith, yeah. um, Gordon Ramsay, yeah. um, you know, John McCain. Mm -hmm. um, just so many people that when you talk to, when you sit, you know, in a person's personal space, you really get to look into their eyes and see what they're made of. Yeah. And that changes your perspective on what you thought you knew about them a lot of times. Yeah. Man, it was some of the most amazing experiences and opportunities of my lifetime. So, so. back 28 years, right? Yes. 28 years um, broadcasting here in Atlanta, you were <laughs> an anchor for Fox 5. Yes. And you were in what cities? What else? A full decade here in Fox 5, but I was started in Albany, Georgia. I worked in Secaucus, New Jersey at mm -hmm. NBA Entertainment. I worked in uh, Rochester, New York, Denver, Colorado, Baltimore, Maryland, uh, Merlin, by the way, so for, for all my folks from the DMV, I know if it's Merlin. For all the DMV folks. What do, what do you do? Right. What do you, what do you, what do you, shout, shout out. Shout you guys know I love you yeah. <laughs> And uh, so we worked in Detroit. Then we came to Atlanta, Dallas, and Cincinnati. Wow. Yeah, so we've been around the Mulberry Bush a time or okay, two. Okay, so like... So you guys know, um, you've got Ron Burgundy out there, <laughs> and Mark is our Teron Burgundy. We're going to go Tron Burgundy. Black Ron Burgundy. Ron Burgundy. <laughs> no, um, Mark was here in Atlanta for a decade and killing it. Part of the fabric of our city and part of the vibe. And really, for my family, we woke up to Mark 
And Suchita. Shout out to Suchita. Wherever you at, no doubt. Suchita. <laughs> Happily married man. Now, but if if I wasn't and Suchita, Suchita was uh was she I mean, she married a baller from what yeah. I understand. Yes, sir. That, <laughs> yes, sir. Was, all right. Are you surprised? I'm getting in no, not at all. I'm getting in trouble. I'm gonna leave that alone. Uh, but yeah, as, as, as I was saying, you're part of the fabric of the city. And so for me, um, it's really Super cool to be sitting across the table from you uh, and enjoying you, drinks. Man. Which, by the way, what are you drinking? So I got Absolute and Soda. So it's it's part of my continuous journey, um, this reawakening that I've had. I was in the doctor's office in December of last year, and he said, look, if you want to be type 2 diabetic, mm-hmm. keep doing what you're doing. Mm. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. He said, oh, well, make a change. There it is. I said, okay. So I lost 40 pounds. Wow. And you look yeah. great. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. But I did it. Um, through the help of a man named Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup for the Soul. Mm-hmm. I met him in February right here in Buckhead at a Super Bowl event that I was hosting. Mm-hmm. He gave me his book, The Success Principles, and I highly recommend it. Say that again, The, the Success, Success Principles? Principles. Okay. How to get from where you are to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be slimmer, trimmer, and more healthy. I'm sleeping better than I have in years. So what was that about? Because I think that's something that, I mean, all of us can benefit from. Right. It's about taking 100% accountability and responsibility for your life and every action that you take. Mm. You know, I mean, he makes you look in the mirror and say, what are you pretending not to know? Right. Why are you holding yourself back? What are these limiting beliefs that are holding you back? You know, why aren't you leaning into it and taking action? You know what you're supposed to be doing with your finances, with your health, um, with your relationships. Why aren't you doing them? Yeah. And he simply puts the question to you and makes you answer it. Mm. And when you start doing those things and you start looking at yourself and saying, okay, it's either put up or shut up, Mm -hmm. right? Either I'm going to be accountable or I'm not going to be accountable. Either I want to be successful or I don't. That's it. And that's the bottom line. And so tell me how that, that why that matters to your vodka and soda over there. Because <laughs> there's no calories in that soda. There it is. <laughs> so I did the keto diet. Like any yeah. diet will work, mm-hmm. right? But are you committed? Discipline. Right? Do you have the discipline? So I get up every morning. I start my day now with, with prayer, meditation, affirmation, and exercise. And 40 pounds later, I'm still enjoying that regimen, that routine, and then getting into the to the foxhole and trying to figure out how to be an entrepreneur. So that's where we're going to go because okay. you know what I find so fascinating is you've had such a successful career as a journalist and broadcaster and there are a lot of folks out there that are listening that are what we call like mid-career, right? Mm. Where we've gone out, we've done our thing, we've been successful in corporate and they don't feel fulfilled anymore. Mm. Like, nah, I want to mm. go start a business. I want to yeah. get into entrepreneurship and I want you to share with the audience your journey and what's that been sure. like for you. And I imagine even that much more unique because you're such a high profile personality too. So I don't know what that's been like for yeah. you. So it quite possibly could be part of quote unquote, the problem, mm. right? You know, when you're trying to make a transition as a public figure in a city where people know and relate to you, like, you know, I'll run into people in the airport. They'll start talking to me, and I'm trying to figure out if I know them from high school or, <laughs> you know, where we went to college together, yeah. right? So it can definitely work to both your advantage and disadvantage mm-hmm. as a known commodity and as people who assume, eh, 
That's Mark. He got money. He'll do it for free. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah. He, that, that's Mark. He used to be on TV. Well, you know, Mark doesn't get a check every two weeks anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I only eat what I kill. Yeah. And the thing about entrepreneurship, and I think you can relate as a serial entrepreneur, is you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Right? And entrepreneurship will humble you in a hurry. Oh, my God, will it? In a hurry. Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden now you've got, you know, three mouths or four mouths, depending on you. Right. Nothing has changed. The dynamic hasn't changed. Right. You've still been the breadwinner and you're still expected to be the breadwinner. So you have to figure out what you do, what your lane is, what your sweet spot is and why people need your services. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that in a hurry, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. And you've got to be able to say, hey, I don't know what I don't know. I need some help. And I've been able to do that. Because this is new for me. You know something I want to add to that too, mm-hmm. Mark? That's kind of the beauty of what we're able to do through social media and mm-hmm. specifically LinkedIn. I'm going to call everyone that's listening to this. I'm calling you out right now. Be active on LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. You know, Mark and I are sitting here because of LinkedIn. Right. I'm sure Mark has social media. He's got Instagram. He's got Facebook. He's got all these other things. Here's what happens with those platforms. Largely people that are either high profile because of their celebrities or because just in business or whatever, they're not managing that stuff and they don't take it that seriously. <laughs> right. So go ahead and reach out to them if you want. And if you're lucky, you might get a response from the person in Bangladesh that manages it for them. Right. But in LinkedIn, you can connect with people and do business with me. Mark, I connected right. with Mark over LinkedIn. And we're in the same city. Right. And I'm sure we know some of the same people. Right. But it would have taken more. Right. And, and so I connect with lots of people that you would think are unreachable. Even people <laughs> think that I'm unreachable. But if you direct message me, I'm going to message you back. Right. As long as you, you're professional and you're respectful. I'll message you back. Maybe we'll do business. Maybe we won't. So I want to encourage people out there to really take advantage of this fantastic tool to grow your network and to grow your business Mm. through your business relationships. That's what it's all about. So sorry, but I was just thinking as you were saying that, and it was so poignant, I wanted to make sure that we did not miss that point. So back to you. (laughs) (laughs) Back to you. You know what funny thing is, Mark? I wanted to be on the TV when I was a kid. Did you like, really? I wanted to be Mark Hayes. <laughs> Except in Utah, there were no Mark Hayes. Yeah. It was probably like, um, I don't know, Chris Gustafson or right. something. <laughs> I've actually seen television in Utah, so I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. I don't know what they're doing with Utah news, though, because like they bring in the most beautiful people. Have you yes, noticed? They do pick some winners. Yes, I'm they telling do. You, and so they stick around. They do. They stick around. And so, uh, yeah, I had a passing desire to be on the, on either the radio or television. I always, I've always thought I've had a face for television. Right. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't mad at you. <laughs> got to be confident in this world. We only go around once. <laughs> but I've got mad respect for the the talent that it takes oh, to do that. You. Like you know, we were talking in off air about not everyone can't do that. Everyone no. can't do this. Just like entrepreneurship, it's right. not. For everyone. Right. Know what your strengths and weaknesses are. No, Please. And, be, and be okay with that. Right. You know, play to your strengths. And, you know, it may not be the entrepreneurship, traditional entrepreneurship may not be the thing for you. Maybe you 
stay in a corporate gig and you do right. it part time or you nothing do wrong with that. Whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And no shame. I was actually speaking to someone earlier today, and um, we were. She's an entrepreneur, and she's a part-time entrepreneur. She's got a corporate job, and she was like, "Well, yeah, but I, st- I still have the job." And hey, no shame in that. Pay your bills. Right. <laughs> right. No shame. It's a good hey. feeling at the end of the month. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so moving on. 28 years, you've moved into entrepreneurship. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about what it is that you're doing out there before we okay. get into what that transition's been like. Sure. What are you doing? So media placement is my specialty right now. So what I'm doing is helping brands and companies, CEOs, C-suiters, get media ready, find them a placement, find them the proper outlet for their message and for their audience, and train them up, get them ready to go on TV, get them ready to be awesome. And get them ready to deliver their message and understand how it works, right? Get them ready for all the little stuff. For example, I I had a client meeting this morning and I explained to her why it's important you get to your interview or podcast or whatever it is in plenty of time so that you're relaxed and focused, right? Whoa, hold on. Practice what you preach. Hello. Mark beat me today. <laughs> <laughs> he was here waiting for me. <laughs> Good Day Atlanta was, was a perfect case study for me because I saw people dashing in at the last minute trying to get, you know, a little bit of makeup thrown on them and then sit down and be like, <gasps> now what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. No, you've got a free three minutes and 30 seconds here to sell your widget. Mm-hmm. Be ready. Yes. Be prepared because it's all in the prep, right? By the time you sit down, it's too late. Right. When the when when the lights come on, I'm reading it's that intro and I'm going to ask you what you're doing, what you're selling. And if you don't have those message points down. Right. You can't tell me you don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. You just wasted our time. What a lot of folks don't understand is we're not going to call you back. We're not going to invite you back because you weren't ready. Right. When you come in and you're prepared and or your people show up and they've got your recipe. You know, we had a guest one time show up, wanted to make quesadillas and didn't have any cheese. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I don't have any cheese. And if I do have cheese, you probably don't want it because it's been in that workman's fridge that we put our lunch boxes in. Uh-huh. Right. You don't want that cheese. Right. And why do you not have cheese? You're a celebrity chef. Yeah. Come on now. So you've got to be prepared. You've got to do the work in advance. You know, you've got to have a clear, concise, and defined message. And I help companies and brands do that. I'm also helping them tell their brand story. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you stand for? What's your why? What's your passion behind it? And helping them create the content. So it's MarkHaysConsulting.com. Um, you know, one of the lessons that I'm learning is how pivotal and important your website is. So we're in the middle of a redesign. Um, so I just feel like this is my sweet spot. Yeah. I can help people tell their story, help them organize their thoughts and help them understand why it's so, if you, first of all, if you're not telling your brand story and you're not talking about you shamelessly self-promoting yourself, no one else is either. There you go. No one else is either. Mm -hmm. And if you look at Instagram and you look at some of the people that are great followers besides yourself. Because your branding is on point. That's what drew me. Thank you, sir. To you. That's yeah. how, I mean, I was like, wait a minute. Check this out. All right. And so, you know, if you can't catch people's attention, number one, but then provide quality content to keep them. There it is. Right? There it is. You catch their attention, mm-hmm. but then you offer something of value to keep them. There it is. 
And so I help you create that content to keep your folks coming back. I love that. So before we continue, I want to reiterate those three valid points. Mm. Give me the first one being where you talk about preparation. Right. You saw this firsthand, mm -hmm. and I'm sure that you would agree that the prepared, ready-to-go person is a rarity. Right. And it's a shame, right. but it is what it is. But what does that say to you guys is that's an opportunity. Yes. I don't care if you're showing up to be on Mark's show or you're showing up for a job interview. Right. Preparation. It's everything. Take the, and this is what I've, I've trained salespeople on this for years, like mm -hmm. the importance of if I'm going to sit down with you and I'm going to talk to you and I want to sell you my product, let me spend a half an hour, 15 minutes, finding out who you are. Who are you? When you sit down, when I sit down across from you, I'm going to tell you about you. Right. I'm going to tell you right. who you are. I don't All need right. you to tell me. I've already, I already know things. Right. That's what we need to do. So that preparation piece is critical. Super, super important. It's critical. Man. And I love that. And the branding piece, I love that as well. So, you know, I think that taking control of the brand, being consistent in the brand, mm. and um, you mentioned website and you, yes. you guys are working on a redesign of your website and i challenge folks a little bit on the websites like right we got to keep evolving mm -hmm. right so like 15 years ago having the super dope website was amazing right and it probably was effective now not so much it's about mm -hmm. simplicity and providing as you said value so you go ahead and do your marketing piece so that you get people interested mm -hmm. right okay you've got some interest in me but now once i bring you in you better have something to back it well, up. It's the functionality. Yep. There it and is. The value. Yes. Yep. So I like to think that now that Marcus has been on the podcast, he's like, this dude, <laughs> he's the real deal. <laughs> Marcus, you think you can call up Fox 5 and get me in? I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. I'm I know somebody that knows somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Mark, you're from New York, New yeah, York. Yeah, man. Right? City so nice, they named it twice. Twice. <laughs> and I understand that you're a Biggie fan. Yo, man, I'm East Coast hip-hop all the way. I love it. From the very beginning. See, 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 I'm a lot older than I look. Yeah. So I go back, you know, to the origins of hip-hop, to the very beginning, you know, setting my alarm clock to get up in the middle of the night and listen to Mr. Magic's Rap yeah. Attack. And, yeah. You know, Spoonie G and uh -huh. and the Cold Crush Brothers and getting my the first guys that rap like this. Yes, and the harmonizing and you know, and now I sound like my dad because when I talk to my sons, because I'm like, man, y'all don't y'all don't know what real hip hop is. <laughs> you know, back in the day, we used to come in, we had a Kango on, we have our mock necks, our Sherling, yeah. you know, our British walkers, we had our sewn in pleats in the jeans. Yes, you know, we was all about neatness. Uh huh. You know, now what are you guys doing? You know, you got your pants hanging down and all that. I'm like, you oh, don't do it. You don't do it. You just went full dad right there. <laughs> yeah, <it's like> <laughs> One hundred percent dad mode, hanging on down and <laughs> pull your pants up. <laughs> but yeah, but now you know. I don't even know. Like they're all, it's all over the place. Well, first of all, I will say that I love the hip hop scene today, just because of its diversity. Yeah, like yeah. you know, when I was coming up, when you were coming up, it was our music, right? right? right. It was us. That was our music. That was about, and now to see these artists that look vastly different and are yes. all over the place on. And some of them, you know, whether it's, um, man, I, I wish I had my son right here. My 17 year old, he drops some of those names, but whether like Migos, it's the guys that, yeah. whether it's Migos, Migos or whether it's hot uh, right now or Kendrick, who I love, like they're I all love Kendrick Lamar. Did you see him on power? He was killing the game. Oh, on power. Yes. What? Did yes. he play that part on power? 
by the way, if y'all oh don't goodness. watch Power, so, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> oh my God. What are you doing with well, your my life? My son would say, kill yourself. Right, <laughs> right now. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Kendrick killed the game Did on he Power. He played that part. Yes. And so, not to be all, you know, I did this and that, but Omari Hardwick was one of the most humble people I've ever, ever interviewed. Really? Oh, yeah. Interviewed him. So, um, for those that don't know, he plays the character plays of Ghost, Ghost, the main yes. character of Power. And I saw him back in 2014. We were at uh, the Black Journalist Conference in, in uh, Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ran over to me, gave me a hug, and I pounded him up. And he's such a good dude. Is you know, he's he from right here. Is, is he really? Is, oh, yeah. He's from the deck. I didn't he's know that because right I, I saw him in the beauty shop oh, the yeah. other last last week we were watching the beauty shop with yeah. Latifah and there he was he had a ton of roles but you know he's from Decatur played uh, football he's short UGA. he's short right he's like six foot five oh, eleven okay yeah. all right yeah. but just a good human being man just a real down salt of the earth you know he didn't show up with an entourage or anything and he could have mm-hmm. I mean but, you know, just an even keel, good dude, man. I'm always cheering for those guys. So am I. You know, always cheering for those guys who make it. He played in the NFL, too. I mean, like, he, he really? Yeah, he, not like he hadn't had enough success in his life. Yeah. You know, born wow. looking like that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not having any issues. No, in, in, not in that at respect. all. You know, and, and he is ripped. Yeah. You know, and so he's got amazing genes, but just a salt-of-the-earth human being that you can cheer for and wish him well and enjoy his success with him. It's always awesome to know and to to run into those type of folks. You know, here in Atlanta, it's mm. like three degrees of separation. Yeah. Right? There's no yeah. seven degrees. It's three degrees of separation. For you, it's like a half a degree, <laughs> like just because of your profession. Yeah. And so I can only imagine, I'm not, we're not going to put anybody on the spot because I can't right. have anybody mad at Mark because Mark <laughs> called him out on, on, the, on the podcast. But um yeah, who are a couple of those people that you've had the pleasure to meet and to maybe even have a drink with that have just really surprised you as being really cool um, I'll in the celebrity you, world? Probably the most recognizable name who I socialized with from time to time was Usher. Mm. You know, and just a humble, you know, regular dude. But, you know, when you're around him and you're just having a drink and enjoying a social you know, event or whatever, working for his foundation, just kind of usher, yeah. right? And then you see him, you know, maybe on television or on the world stage, you're like, oh, wow, he, I forgot. You that know, he- he's that kind of huge, <laughs> yeah. you know? And so, you know, usher was huge, big, uh, big boy. Yeah. I mean, just another. The Mr. ATL. Know. Yeah, man, one of the salt of the earth guys, super cool. Mm-hmm. I met him and, and i I thought I was like his homie from, you know, from back in the day, yeah. you know, because that's the way he embraced me. You ever me thought it was me. funny that his his moniker is big boy and he's right. not big? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, like, bro, what is he, 5'8", five, 5'9"? Right. Five, right, but but he's big in stature, though. Ah, there you know it is. With his music, and he is ATL culture. Yes. Right? You no know, question. he is he is ATL. He doesn't walk around. He doesn't put it in your face, mm-hmm. you know, and he's a dad. You know, and if oh, you ever I saw his son promote, just his son, his son is, is going, to, going to USC, Oregon, I think. Oregon, Oregon I think. that's yeah. what. Yeah. yeah, and he can run the rock, too. Really? Oh, man. I you saw, played I'm, a little ball, too, didn't you? Yeah, back in the day. It was a long yeah. time ago. I don't think I got three and out left in me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that Maybe was one. Back just one. Yeah. Yeah. Just one. 
<laughs> one carry. I come in and set the edge. <laughs> but yeah, he um, his son is really really talented. Yeah, and um, and there are a ton of folks like that um, around Atlanta. Bob Whitfield is another amazing guy. Jamal Anderson, yeah. you know, is another guy I always pull for and and got I to social. I pull for that guy too. He's got the Utah connection. Yeah, yeah, yes, you indeed. Know, and, one and, of the Utes. Yes, and I like that. You know, we all have our challenges and struggles sure. it's, you know the, the bigger of a celebrity you are the more they're out yep. front for everyone yep. to see but we've all got them yep i root for a guy that's had things and comes back from it yeah. doesn't hide from it nope fights it and he's done that yeah. so that's pretty cool yeah yeah he's talented and, and too yeah, as a I'm, broadcaster though i'm telling you yeah. what he's really good on television you know, if he can put everything, put all the uh, I mean, not as stars good as in me. order. <laughs> but, you know, kidding. he does a really nice job with his analysis. Yeah, I would love to see him in a full-time role on somebody's network. Yeah. Because cool. he knows what he's talking about. And remember back in the day, he could run that rock. Man, I'm you telling know, he could you. run that rock. Yeah, man. And he did that dirty bird, mm -hmm. you know, and changed the culture down here. Did. In terms of what we expected from the Falcons. Mm -hmm. You know, Keith Brooking was another one. Oh, yeah. He seems like a real guy. humble guy. Okay, yeah. audience, we're, I'm sorry. We got real regional on you. We're going to bring it back. What was Denzel like? Denzel was, Denzel? was so cool. Yeah? Denzel was one Everybody of the coolest Everybody knows Denzel. People. Yeah, man. One of the coolest. You know who else was super cool, though? Cool. George Clooney. I could see that. George Clooney was like, he's you a man. You know how I know he's man. super cool? Because, like, he gave 12 of his best friends, like, a million dollars in yeah. a briefcase. Like, here you go. <laughs> like, yeah, yo, like, here you go. Who does that? Right. That's, Nobody I know. Yes. <laughs> I need to know somebody. Right. Like, I am auditioning friends right, right. now. So, y'all. <laughs> matter of fact, I don't even a million dollars in a briefcase. You can give me a briefcase with, I don't know, $10,000 in a pair of Jordans. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I'm good. That. We're good. I will take that. <laughs> but, right. um, yeah, uh, George Clooney was super cool, super nice. But I'll tell you who I probably learned the most from about... There's celebrity and having that celebrity work for you because that's what you do. Mm -hmm. And that's Will Smith. Thank you for listening to the Business and Bourbon podcast. Please subscribe. And if you like us, give us a five-star rating. If you don't, uh, have another drink. Maybe you'll feel a little bit differently. If you'd like to check out our videos, you can go to businessandbourbon.tv. That's businessandbourbon.tv. In addition to that, we're currently touring the United States with our Business and Bourbon Live show. It's a fantastic show where we do a whiskey education and we do some Q&A and it's a great networking event as well. So if you'd like to attend one of our Business and Bourbon Live events, you can go to businessandbourbon.live. Again, that's businessandbourbon.live. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you the next time.